Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C., founder, host, creator of this very podcast that you're listening to today. Join me for the 51st episode of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. And I believe this shit. Y'all, it's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, founder, host, creator of this STS Shooting the Shit podcast, and you are listening to episode 51, y'all. Um, episode 50 dropped about a month ago, and it was beautiful. It was my Nana Sheila, my grandmother, and man, it was the response was really great. The numbers were awesome. Always wanted to have my grandma come on, just talk about her life a little bit and, and things that she's been having, you know, she, she's went through in her life. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Really lucky to have my grandparents still, um, especially, you know, we get older. And, um, man, just the other day I had a friend lose his grandfather, a great man. Shout out to Eli and Wild Raleigh. Um, it's, you know, some of us are, you know, we're not that lucky to have them for this long, man. Um, I always say my, my dad was 13 when his grandpa died. So I still have my, you know, I still have my Tata Ernie, my Nana Sheila, my Nana Alice. So I'm real lucky to have my grandparents. And I was, I'm real lucky to be able to, um, um, put the spotlight on them, showcase that on the podcast and just kind of get their story. Um, I knew that I was going to take a hiatus after episode 50. We had some gigs that I needed to get ready for. We had finals for two classes. Um, and if you guys know about the summer school grind, especially online, it's a non-stop. So I had to get my priorities in check. And um, I'm glad you guys have been patient with me. I hope you guys listen to um, episode 51. Y'all, we got a lot to cover today. Uh, we got a lot to cover with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones getting in the ring. Danny Garcia and Errol Spence is going to be in the ring. We're going to talk about um, you know purchasing my first firearm. Um, first legal file alarm. We're gonna talk about the NBA coming back. We have um, you know, we had Coach Pop and Johnny Jonathan Isaac. What a, you know, a unique opinion on what's going on with Black Lives Matter. You know, kneeling things of that nature. We're gonna talk about that. Talk about me getting stuck in the fucking sand and had to leave my car overnight in the city that's not in Bakersfield. So it's it's gonna be real interesting, man. I hope you guys really. Um, enjoy this podcast. I know I'm gonna enjoy doing it. I miss it. Uh, I really think I need this right now, man. Everybody who's um returning listener, thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for being a loyal listener. New listeners, make sure you follow us on um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find um podcasts. I promise you, the STS podcast is going to be on there, and. Again, we're nothing without the listeners. Make sure you follow us on social media. It's on STS Podcast Six Six One. It's on Instagram and Twitter. We're gonna be um, make, we're gonna be pumping everything through there. We're gonna try to get everybody. We're gonna try to get everybody. I guess you could say going to the social media. Something that we kind of been uh, slacking on the last couple weeks, just because we haven't had any podcast. But we're definitely going to be back man i'm in the kitchen working on this as much as we can and you know what man i be in the kitchen sometimes you know what i need i need some custom cabinets i need to update my cabinets my cabinets have been in my kitchen for years and this episode of the sts podcast is actually 
sponsored by a family-owned and local company called Power Cabinets. They are bilingual, and they do custom cabinets, kitchen cabinets, shelves, closets, bathroom cabinets, garage cabinets, and you know the little cantinas that you use for your tequila bottles and wine bottles? They make those also, and I am so happy they're willing to sponsor our podcast. Again, that's Power Cabinets. You can find them and all their great work at Power Under Dash Cabinets. Power Under Dash Cabinets on Instagram. You can see all their beautiful work. You can also contact them at 661-340-0729. Again, this episode of the STS Podcast is brought to you by Power Cabinets. They're bilingual, family-owned, and local. Big shout to my guy, Jesus. He was one of my former players at Foothill High. This is his family business. And let me tell you guys, they do a fabulous, wonderful job. Custom-made, anything from the kitchen to the garage to the bathroom. I know where I'm going to go, and I know where you should go get your cabinets done. Let's get your kitchen updated. Let's get it looking nice and fresh with power cabinets y'all and that's going to be our sponsor for the sts podcast this week and before we get into our topics this week y'all let the dlc tell you what you need to do now do me a favor let me an ear all right, y'all, this is the Lend Me Ear segment. We're here to shoot the shit with no specific topic or objective in mind. I'm not here to change your beliefs. I'm not here to change my own damn beliefs. I'm just here to really just talk about what interests me the last month's been going on. And, man, I know one thing I never thought I'll see, and that's going to be Mike Tyson and Roy Jones in the ring. It looks like, actually, they got their belt pushed back. Um... To November. Let me see if we can find the exact date. Was that supposed to be September? Um, at in Carson, there in Carson, I believe it's um, I forgot exactly what the hell that that arena is called, man. But it's definitely postponed right now. The new date for this bout is going to be November twenty eighth at the Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. Two legends. Understatement. Pioneers of boxing. We have one pioneer, Torrey Jones, who's um who fought his way up the rankings. Eventually became a heavyweight champion, and we have the heavyweight champion, maybe the face of um pro boxing from probably '85 until now. Uh, Mike Tyson, of course, you guys know he's a legendary icon. Um, impact of the game. I gotta give the man his just due. Uh, I always talk, you know, I always talk about how I feel like his record is a little bit overrated just because of the quality of opponent that he's defeated. Uh, but definitely don't feel that way about Roy Jones. Roy Jones, at, in his prime, was the most unstoppable boxer in the game. And man, they're gonna both come out of retirement. I believe this is gonna be an eight round exhibition. Uh, don't know how I feel about the word ex- exhibition. If they're fighting, man, leave me out and let the damn thing count. They're going to be, um, I, be- I believe they're going to be approved by a state commission anyway in California. And if you're going to have a state commission overlook the belt, the belt should count on your record. So I, I'm not going to give a prediction right now, but I'm going to give my thoughts on this. This is something that's going to put eyes on, this t- on the TV set. I think if we have any... If we have a pay-per-view and, you know, we're going to have these unknown UFC guys versus these two or against, um, you know, Jones and Tyson. And I believe they're going to have an undercard of celebrities and athletes fighting each other. Um, 
I'm going to go with Tyson and Jones. You want to see some action. I think you're guaranteed action with Jones and Tyson. Uh, we've all seen the videos of Mike Tyson making his comeback. That's something that's been um, on the minds of a lot of people. They've been talking about his comeback. And I don't know if they, they had this in mind. But, hey, you can't... I'm not complaining. Roy Jones Jr. is a high quality caliber opponent, especially in this day and age with their especially with their age. Um I don't think we expected Tyson to go in there with some twenty five year old um you know, hungry fighter. Uh this is something, you know, it's for the fans. I believe they're gonna give their um purses to charity. And Roy Jones, y'all, I know he's um he's coming off um his his retirement wasn't ten years ago. I believe he fought 2018, and um, I want to say Roy Jones left the game in a little bit more better shape than Mike Tyson. I believe the last time Tyson fought, he quit on his stall. I know he has some back problems, some disc issues, but Roy Jones, man, he's been he's been fighting. You know, he fought 75 times. Um, his last, yeah, his last four fights. Damn, we're in the, they, he won those last four fights. That matters, in my opinion. But yeah, that was the last time he fought was in 2018. I know he probably fought a nobody. Never heard of Scott Sigmund in my life. So, I think Roy Jones definitely has the advantage when it comes to um ring, I guess you could say experience. But he's um he has a, the shorter layoff. I believe the shorter layoff is going to have a big advantage in this belt. Um, but you know what, Mike Tyson looks, and I know he is just, um, working on some mitts and hitting some heavy bag, we know this, but definitely think Mike Tyson is going to come ready, people are going to want to see a knockout, people want to see Iron Mike Tyson, they want to see Kid Dynamite, and honestly, man, with everything going on with the pandemic, I'm sure it's going to be, um, without fans, Man, this is going to be great for boxing. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I don't know if we're going to see uh, one of these uh, blueprint bouts where you could, um, you know, it's going to be something that we could uh, dissect. And it's, that could be a boxing clinic by any means. So I'm really excited for that. What I'm also really excited for, we have another upcoming bout um, that's going to count. It's going to count. All the way. It's going to be Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia. And this is going to be on November 21st. Um, this is actually going to be at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, California. Fox Sports PBC. Uh, Danny Garcia is 36-2. and two, And he's going to be fighting Errol Spence. And um, I believe Errol Spence is definitely undefeated. Let me see if they have any. Let me see if they have any. Boxy record here, y'all. And the big story for Errol Spence, I don't know if you guys are aware, this man was involved in a crazy, crazy automobile accident. Um, man, there's a, there's a, look this up on the internet if you guys can. This is, um, it was, I don't know how the fuck he walked out of it. He flipped that car. I think he was going about 90, 95 miles an hour. That, unfortunately, he was a little faded. And, man, his car was twisting and turning when he hit the median. And, you know, what? lucky guy. And this is going to be his first bout back. He is 26-0, 21 knockouts. You remember Errol Spence? Um, he's defeated Mikey Garcia. He's Lamar Peterson, Kel Brook, um, Sean Porter. The man 
has a resume and I've always said he's special. You just know one of those special fighters. I believe, and I've said it before in the past. He does everything perfect. I mean, if it's fighting off the back of his foot, his defense, um, he got power shots. He's going to wear you down over the course of those 12 rounds. He knows how to break down an opponent. Um, he doesn't do anything too crazy. He doesn't take a lot of risk. He's really, he makes every punch count. Um, he's a smart fighter. Uh, he's an Olympic fighter. He's a champion in every right. He should be a top five fighter in the world. Everybody's listed actually knows boxing. Respect the fuck out of Errol Spence all the way. Um, Danny Garcia, uh, you know, he's did stuff for the L against Thurman back in 2017. He bounced back defeating Brandon Rios, and he did lose a belt against, um, Sean Porter, he is coming off back-to-back -back wins um, off Adrian Granados and Ivan Redcat. Um, I want to see Danny Garcia do well in this outing. This is the this is going to be the bout to redeem his career. He's thirty-six and two with twenty-one knockouts. Um, again, I'm not saying he's a scrub, but he does need this fight just to um, reestablish that he is a contender in this really. Man, this 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 um, division is packed with prize fighters. So this belt is gonna really um show that he belongs in that conversation. Still, he's gonna show that he still has what it takes to be an elite fighter, to be um top five in his division. This is gonna be for the WBC uh, welterweight title. So I do, and I I hope he does. I'm I'm not. These guys are warriors. These guys are um. These guys are athletes. These guys put their body through hell to make weight. They put their body in hell in the ring, um, and they always leave leave a little bit of themselves in the ring. No fighter is the same after these bouts. Um, so this may be a war. He's a Philadelphia kid. Um, a lot of people think he's a prima donna. A lot of people don't like him because his dad has a mouth on him. But you know he's a great defensive fighter. He does have a lot of offense. He does have. He does um. He always makes sure a, a punch is followed by another punch, and. Um, if anybody could defeat Spence, it might be Danny Garcia. Um, again, that defense is going to have to work against him or work for him and against Spence. And we definitely have to see who's going to um, make that first mistake. I think it's one of those fights again is who's going to make that first mistake. Who's going to... Um, Who's going to leave an opening? Who's going to let their opponent... And who's going to take advantage of the mistake that their opponent makes? A boxing is a, is a game of chess. So we definitely have to see who um, makes... You know the most of the mistake, and who makes the most of um, um, of their skills. Who's gonna Who's gonna come through this battle? I know a lot of people are gonna try to say Spence is the same as this automobile accident. I think he's honestly put that behind him, and um, he's not gonna let that affect his in his in ring work. I'm gonna go Errol Spence on this one. I'm definitely gonna make a prediction on this. I see Spence defeating um Danny Garcia. Garcia had trouble against Thurman. He had trouble against Porter. Uh, these two guys, and I love Thurman and Porter. I feel like they're still one of the top welterweights in the world, but Spence um, defeats them both, I think. And I'm going to go with Errol Spence in this one. Again, he's a perfect fighter. And um, even if Danny Garcia does lose and he does have a good outing, he does show some heart, He does, and it's a close fight, I believe Danny Garcia is still going to have a great career after this bout. Um, I believe Danny Garcia, let's see, he's only 32 years old. He still has a couple more years in his prime. Box is a little bit different, y'all. Um, I, I'm definitely getting root for both of them. I'm glad they're getting it done. You know how it is with boxing sometimes with the politicking. Um, this fight probably should have been made a couple years ago, honestly, too. So I'm glad it's finally getting put in the square circle. It's going to be done in California. 
and um, it's gonna be November. Who knows if there's gonna be fans by then? So that's gonna be another big belt that I'm really looking forward to seeing. If you guys are paying attention to any type of boxing on ESPN, you would have seen Eddie um, Eddie Alderado Sanchez. He's been a guest on this podcast um, many times. And, man, he about two, three weeks ago, he fought on ESPN. It was a four-round fight. And, uh, man, uh, it was a special moment, at least for me, because that's, that's my friend, first and foremost. But he's one of my favorite fighters, man. And he finally got that pro debut on national TV. It was a big move for Eddie. It was a big move for Corcoran. It was a big move for Lamore Boxing Club. And Eddie held it down. Unfortunately, he did. You know, he did lose by uh, split decision. And uh, it was a damn great bout, man. First round, felt like it was an even fight. Uh, I believe the kid's name was Davis. I'm going to have to check that to double check that. Um, I felt like Eddie had the advantage in the first, second round. The second round, Eddie really was, you know, adjusting to this kid with just he was cement feet, stood there. Eddie took advantage of it and just lit him up. Um, didn't hurt him, but he was hitting him with some great shots. More than, you know, two, three punch combinations. Third round, same thing. But towards the end, Davis caught, Davis caught Eddie with that body shot. And I think in the fourth round, Eddie was just, you know, he wasn't he wasn't being conservative, but he was definitely protecting that body shot again. If you go down once, you go down twice. And um, unfortunately, the judges, you know, seen something different. Davis had a point taken off also for um, spinning his mouthpiece out. So I, p- I believe that made that fight even. Um, and man, Eddie just didn't didn't get that um, didn't get that dub. Davis was a Nevada boy too, so I don't know if it's home cooking with the cut with the judges. It's just so hard, man. With the four round fight, it's so hard to get momentum and get a rhythm going. You gotta really come out blazing. You gotta come out um, just a hundred miles an hour. And sometimes it's hard. Just like you can't, a car just doesn't go a hundred miles an hour out the gate. You have to build towards it. And that's kind of something I'm not a big fan of. With um, especially when Eddie gets these fights, he does fight six round fights. I just think that he needs more time in there. I think he's a great boxer. Just sometimes, you know, it takes some time to get in rhythm. And that's no fault of the fighter. It's just sometimes, um, I know that's the way boxing goes. It's, it, it was disappointing, but again, we're going to look at the positive side of this. Eddie was on national TV, and he held it down. He's going to remember his name. Did not disappoint at all. He did everything well. Um, again, one punch could change everything in boxing. And um, I know he's gonna get another opportunity. He's in back in the gym working, and uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna bounce back from this. Um, that's what that's part of his DNA. Dean, uh, he, he's a fighter. He, um, you know, he has a lot riding on this also. So I'm really looking forward to um, what the future has in store for Eddie Sanchez. He was actually supposed to be a guest on this podcast, but with everything going on, it was so hard to finish the podcast, man. So, Eddie, I apologize for that too, man. And we're definitely going to be rooting for you. Uh, it was it was great. After um, the bout, uh, I was talking to my comps, Adrian. Me and Adrian are Ninos of – me and Eddie are Ninos of Adrian's sons, and we got on three-way after the bout. And we just talked about, you know, what what happened 20 minutes ago on ESPN. And we couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe we seen our friend um, on fucking ESPN fighting in the MGM Grand. And if you're boxy fans um, like us, uh, Adrian, Eddie, and I, you know how big of a deal it is um, to fight at the Mecca 
of, of at least in the West Coast, the Mecca of Boxing, that's MGM Grand. So many greats have been in there. So many greats had classic fights in there. So many greats have lost, and it's been um, some iconic um, some iconic moments in boxing. So, you know, shout out to my guy Eddie, man. We're definitely going to bounce back. I know he's going to bounce back. And I want to get a big birthday shout out. A couple weeks ago, um, there was Sophia's birthday. Sophia is my first god, god uh, daughter, first god kid. Um, eight years old, man. It's been crazy to see Sophia grow up. Um, she holds a very, very special place in my heart. I love her so much. And she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady. And um, it's an honor to be her Nino. And I hope I'm able to guide her and help her whatever she needs in life. And I'm going to continue doing that, man. I love her so much. It was her eighth birthday. So shout out to Sophia and her mother. Her birth, her, her mother turned 29 a day. Shout out to my grandmother, Yanira. Really love her too. And um, I hope you guys both have great birthdays. I definitely have to give you guys a birthday shout out on the podcast. I really wanted to um, put that on the podcast. Make sure you guys get the love that you guys deserve. And, man, let me tell you something I didn't love. So about a month ago, maybe two months ago, I went to go purchase my first legal firearm. And man, it took forever, right? I don't know if you guys are in. I don't know if you got the pro Second Amendment, anti Second Amendment. I don't know if you guys want. You guys are fucking to say, fuck it, we'll get a dirty gun. Not me. I wanted to get a legal gun. I actually decided to get a Glock 19. Um, the fucking background process on this, y'all, took forever ever everybody's trying to buy a gun right now with this pandemic everybody's trying to buy a gun um you know just in case shit goes down and shit hits the fan i guess and i got mine uh, shout out to banks for get a gun everybody who wants to acquire a firearm legally i would definitely recommend that you go to Bakersfield, get a gun it's right here on Patton way in Bakersfield, california that's a cheap plug for you guys definitely suggest you guys go there um, I got myself a Glock 19. It was it's a beautiful gun, but it just took forever to get. Um, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, um, they're a little behind right now just because of the fucking demand for these guns are so high with everything. And I finally acquired it, man. Um, and, man, I cannot believe people shoot people with guns fucking on the daily in America. It is crazy how much power this gun has. This firearm is a beautiful firearm. A lot of kick to it. Um, it definitely will do the job in case of home intrusion. And um, it's crazy. It's a powerful mechanism. It's crazy what the human what human beings um, create in order to win wars, in order to protect themselves, in order to ultimately kill people. And man, um, beautiful gun. Definitely suggest you guys getting something like that. It's a nine millimeter, something for home um, safety, of course. Um, definitely, you know they do make you they make you um, understand that if you don't hide, if you don't have this gun locked and secured, you will definitely get in trouble with the law. So I would definitely um, suggest everybody go get a gun safe, a gun lock, something to protect yourselves. Because uh, you know we don't want the kids to get into our guns. We don't want anybody who's not supposed to get in the guns to have a gun. Um, you gotta respect the firearm. I was trained by a Korean war veteran when I was really young how to handle a firearm, how to load a firearm, how to how to treat and respect the gun. I think people need to realize that these things are not uh, they're not toys. They're not something you just fucking hear. Here I go, and just you have to handle it with respect. You definitely should do your research before you get a gun. You should definitely um uh, 
take a class if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. All of us are blessed to be um, taught by someone who, who had a lot of respect for the gun. And um, it's one of the best purchases I definitely could say that I've ever made. Uh, love it. I'm in love with it already. Uh, don't, you know, it's something I won't carry. Definitely for home safety. But uh, I suggest everybody, if you can, get, get yourself a gun. Um, it's, it's utilize your Second Amendment rights. I don't think, um, I think a misconception is um, people who get guns are attempting to use them every chance they get. I don't believe that. I believe that we should definitely exercise the gun. It's just like anything else. You use it, the more you use it, the better you get at it. Definitely go to the gun range when you can. Um, I'm learning how to take one gun apart. I'm learning how to clean it. I'm learning the history of it, and um, I want to get better at shooting. I'm not an expert marksman at all, but it's something that we definitely all should strive to get. Um, again, it's not one of those things that we're going to get a gun and go shoot up something or go fucking cause havoc or intimidate people with it or just carry with us everywhere you go. That's not what a gun's for. I think when people get think a lot with this better bad reputation, a bad rap on guns, definitely will tell you guys that's not what the hell's happening right now with at least in my, well, my use and my, um, you know, being an advocate of gun use, definitely not like that, it's not in the closest, that's assumption of that, no way, want to respect the gun, want to treat the gun like um, it deserves to be treated, this is a dangerous um, object, it's a dangerous mechanism, it's um, something that, you know, you could get killed with in a split second. This shit happens really fast. And let me tell you the funny-ass story. Uh, last week, my, my brother and I, we went to Tehachapi, wanted to go shoot these guns. Again, we were trained by my grandpa, rest in peace, and uh, he lived at Tehachapi off the of Sand Canyon Road. And there was uh, the shooting range that we used to go to when we were kids. And we decided to go down there. We wanted to go shoot again. Want to get better at it, you know? Buy this, buy the ammo. Ammo was expensive. Make sure you guys stock up on that, though. Want to go shoot the gun? Finally, uh, we, you know, it's attached, so it's about thirty minute, thirty five minute drive. We get there, and man, I can't. Even, I forgot how to get in this place. It's not one of those legit shooting ranges. It's just a big old hole in the wall, a hole in the mountain, honestly. And we got there. We went down this road, man, and I'm like, ah, it looks a little steep, but I think we can make it. Decided to go down this fucking hill, dude. And right when I went down this hill, you just felt the car go in the sand. And it's soft sand. And the road, I didn't know this, but it got washed away about two, three years ago when we had these bad rains. And it got fucking stuck. My car got stuck. And you guys know me. I got this little 2016 Cavalier. It's stick shift. It's not meant to be on the dirt road. And, man, we got stuck. Uh, luckily, there was this old guy. I think his name was Rick. Shout out to Rick. Um, told him, hey, man, we're stuck over here. And he was shooting his gun. So he got out. Tried to get us out to no avail. Said, I'll be back. I would live in Tehachapi. So Tehachapi was about 20 minutes away from there. He left, and me, my brother and I are trying to come up with, and I, can, I know my brother's fucking pissed at me, because I know he told me, don't go down that road, and what's the first thing I do? I went down the fucking road. So, I ended up um, trying to get this wood. There was some wood there at the, at the shooting range, 
and it was so hard to even get the jack under the car because of how soft it was for the sand. So the the jack that we had was to no avail. Uh, couldn't get the wood underneath the, to the tire to get some to get some traction. Nothing worked. I called my girlfriend up and said, "Hey, I need you to come get me. Send her the location because there's no fucking address to this place." And mind you, it's about six thirty, and we're about like I said, thirty five, forty five minutes away from Bakersfield. And man, I was thinking, and there's no lights out here, right? If we lose the light, there's no way anyone's gonna see where the fuck we're at. They're not gonna see us even if we have lights. And you know, cell phones are being used all fucking day. And we're thinking, oh, we're gonna be okay. We'll be using, we got 50 rounds. It'll take 15 minutes to shoot and come back home. So our cell phones are damn near dead. So I'm calling my girl, telling her to come through, calling these tow trucks. This tow truck company in Mojave said, once we leave town and we get back, it's gonna be 200 bucks an hour. So it could be up to 600 bucks. I'm like, holy shit. I'm not going to do that. So I'm having a panic attack. And we're walking back towards the highway. It's the only thing we can do. My hell my girlfriend going to find us when she can't see us. We go towards the highway and here comes Rick. And Rick's like, you guys gave up on me or what? And we're like, no, well, kind of, yeah. It's been 45 minutes and, and you ain't back. So we're going to walk to the highway. And man, uh. He came with a shovel, and he came with a long shovel. It looks like a regular shovel, and he came with this small-ass shovel. I guess they, my brother said they used this in the army or whatever. And uh, it was the worst fucking ordeal ever. And we're trying to dig our car out, my car, to no avail. Didn't fucking work one bit. He tried to link the chain up with his truck. Nothing. So, I'm like, you know what? My girlfriend's here now. We're going to leave it for the night. So, I had to leave my car on Sand Canyon Road in Tehachapi, about 40 miles away from my house, overnight, not knowing who the hell is going to mess with my car. I don't know if they're going to fucking break into it. I don't know if they're going to burn it. I don't know if the CHP's going to come and they're going to see, oh, this is a missing fucking person vehicle, a missing person's vehicle. We had to leave it, and man, I was fucking nervous. I was so burnt about it, and got home, kind of just weighed my options. What are we going to do? Um, had a couple friends say, let's go get it now. I got a truck. Ultimately decided that, hey, I'm going to just get AAA. Shout out to AAA, man. If you don't have AAA, I would suggest you guys get that. It's only 75 bucks. It's a good up to four toes. The next day, 7 o'clock in the morning, my cousin met me down there, and uh, we called AAA. They found us. We found the car, perfect condition, the way we left it. He's asking, how the fuck did I think I was going to get through this creek? Essentially, that's what it is, a creek. And um, he pulled my ass out, and it was the fucking best feeling in the world, man. Uh, and you know what, though? Sometimes you... It was a mistake that I needed to make, cause uh, I'm not. I didn't even think about this shit, man. It was so bad. Uh, thank God that for AAA, like I said, they got us out of this predicament, 
And man, if, I guess the moral of the story is if you're going to fucking go to the shooting range, just go to the legit one. Don't go to the dirt road ones with a big old hole in the mountain. It's not going to work out, man. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. And I just felt bad for my brother because I know he was pissed at me and just digging. We were dig, we dig for like 15 minutes and we still got nowhere. And oh, it was horrible. Um, but back to the story, man. Get yourself a firearm. Go to the legit fire range and stay off these fucking creeks, dude. I learned my lesson. Never going to go down to that creek again. Um, it's been crazy. That was, ah, oh, that was something I was like, man, I got to put this on the podcast. One of the worst ordeals of my life. Um, but hey, another ordeal that we're going through right now is uh, NBA basketball is back, right? So I know right now with the Black Lives Matter, um, 100%, you know, we're, st- we're still pushing this movement. We're still pushing this until the wheels fall off. And um, we had a couple, we had a player named Jonathan Isaac come out. Uh, he didn't wear his Black Lives Matter shirt. Didn't know what his didn't know what his um what his teammates in the world honestly gave him the fucking a lot of flag, a lot of flag for that a lot of people were like, trying to cancel this kid and you know I think we live in a world right now if you don't agree with everybody's opinion and you're kind of like the outcast you have a different opinion which everybody of course is entitled to their own opinion you're gonna be canceled you're gonna be labeled as a bad person you're gonna be labeled as someone who's not with the movement if you're not with this then you're against this mentality and you know Jonathan Isaac I can't really state exactly what he said I'm not gonna go verbatim but I'm gonna paraphrase as much as I can I believe he said that you know he's with Black Lives Matter I think he said he was against police brutality um but as a Christian man he's not gonna bow for anything but God Jesus Christ um, I'm not a religious person. I'm not an expert on this. I'm just kind of paraphrasing what I've seen on ESPN. Um, and the world damned him for that. Uh, the world felt like, you know, if you're really about this movement, you should be kneeling. And I think the kid said everything he needed to say, that he supports this movement. He's going to, you know, always stay. He, he believes 100% that minorities especially black people are some to police brutality and and it's 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 um it's the injustice it's social injustice he's he knows this he's with that 100 percent. he's with this movement but just because he has an opinion he believes that you know he doesn't bow to anything towards his but his maker his creator who he believes in he got crucified for that um no pun intended is he wrong for that? That was a question I'm asking. If he says everything that he was supposed to say, that he's with this movement, you know, he believes in social, he believes in that, you know, black people are being succumbed to injustice, and he's against any type of police brutality, he's against any type of injustice against black people and minorities. He stated that, he believes that. Does he have to wear a shirt to prove that, though? Does he have to kneel on, does he have to kneel during the national anthem? Um, to prove this, didn't he state that he's with you guys already, or with us already, and now we're condemning him for not doing what we wanted him to do? How is that? What logic is that? Why is that okay? Um, I think everybody should state their own beliefs, and they should practice what they believe in. 
100%. It doesn't have to be a new one during the National Anthem. Um, Coach Pop, Coach Pop um, has been leading minorities possibly his entire life. He's uh, spoken up against President Trump several times. He's spoken up against uh, the injustices against minorities, against all people. He's, he's been uh, speaking up on police brutality against all people, especially black citizens of America. He's given um, women chances that they've never been given in basketball. Um, I believe he's a veteran, or he has someone in the family as a veteran. And he doesn't, he didn't kneel during the national anthem. And he got negative publicity over that. So you're telling me just because he doesn't kneel for the national anthem, everything's ever, everything he's ever done for women, for minorities, for speaking out against the establishment, speaking out against injustices against minorities, is that something that's going to be just be washed away now? Just because he didn't kneel, we're going to act like he didn't do this, and he doesn't mean that he does it. he's not one of the leaders in the movement, especially in basketball, one of the voices that um, we should listen to. Does that mean it's he means nothing now just because he didn't kneel? Because he, his respect for the flag is something that maybe some of us can't um, really, um, how do I say this? We don't understand. He has a different respect for the flag than most do. He's come from that era where they had war, where they had, I'm sure he's lost a few friends, um, possibly in these wars that we had, you know, in Vietnam and whatnot. I'm sure he's, if he is a veteran, he's known people who's died for that flag. Um, and I think he came with the perfect answer. He has his own opinion, it's his personal opinion, and he doesn't really need to share that with anybody. Um, and I agree. He's done so much for not just basketball, but just um, being one of those voices that means something and speaking against um, the establishment. He's speaking against, um, I guess he's against the injustices of just not just black people, but against anybody. Um, he has a sound mind. And he's, he's brilliant. I think Pop is probably, and it's not just in basketball, he's just a brilliant man. And he's respected all around the league. And I don't believe that he, just because he doesn't nil, that that just voids everything he's ever done for the game and for for people, for people of um, minorities, people, you know, women. You know, Becky Hammond's one of the first coaches, one first women's coaches to get a shot in the NBA. Um, it's just weird times, y'all. This cancel culture is um, slippery slope, if you ask me. It's a can of worms that you know we opened, and now it's um. It's one of the factors that we all have to watch what we say now. Um, we can't, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I think that's kind of you know, it's ludicrous at times. It's something that um, where where do we draw the line at? Um, who knows? It's just um. It's crazy times in America, and I don't agree. I think Pop and Jonathan Isaac should be able to um, state their beliefs and practice what they believe in in any way they see fit. 
I don't think everybody who believes in Black Lives Matter should have to kneel when the national anthem comes on. I don't believe if you believe if you if you believe in Black Lives Matter matters. I don't think you should have to wear a shirt to pro to um protest that to showcase that to that that to show that you're with the movement. If you believe you know I'm sure these guys are doing things behind the scenes that the whole world doesn't need to see. Um, I know we live in a world now that we have to. Um, we have to relay the message and we have to put it on social media and it's like one of those things if it's not on social media it didn't really happen so it's a it's a slippery slope y'all i don't know um what we're gonna do about that but again i i applaud uh, jonathan isaac and i applaud greg popovich for standing firm on the ground not not um crumbling to the state uh not crumbling to the opinion the public opinion Especially those um who've been trying to get them canceled, you know they're gonna do they're gonna do what they do. They believe in what we believe in. They're in the same fight as us, but they have different ways to show it. And I believe that's a hundred percent okay with anybody. Uh, again, yeah, we live in America. You could do whatever you want um, when it comes to how you protest. Um, people have not everybody's gonna protest the same way. Um, and if you feel different, that's fine. But think we definitely have to respect that especially if we're all on the same team here we all believe in social injustices are wrong in america we all believe that police brutality is wrong against all colors in america um we do believe if black lives are not treated the same as white lives and other races in america then we all don't we it doesn't matter until black lives matter to latino lives matter to anybody else lives matter then we all are not on the same playing field we all need to be on the same playing field and that starts with um how we're um treated by law enforcement how you know there's so many people out there we're getting that are getting exposed to being racist pieces of shit until we rid those people until we um provide minorities with the same opportunities that others have then we got to keep pushing this movement. Um, and I would, you know, if you guys feel a different way, that's fine. If you guys want to debate, we can have a debate. Um, again, you know, I'm not here to change your opinion on anything. I'm not here to change how you, what your belief systems are. I think we all got to believe, but I have a right to state how I feel. And I just think it's it's black and white a little bit. People just could protest how they protest. Just because we're not protesting the same way that, you are, they are, doesn't mean we're not a part of the same fight you are, so we shall see, man, <sighs> another thing that we shall see, we have a lot of wrestling to talk about, man, it's been a weird month in wrestling, still don't have any fans, I don't know if that's ever gonna change, man, we have, the pandemic has been super crazy, um, we can speak on AEW right now, um, let me just talk about some complaints here. This is just me. If you guys know AEW, that's all elite wrestling. Um, they have a show called Dynamite every Monday. I'm sick of these ten man tag team matches. I'm sick of these twelve man tag team matches. There's no way we can control everything that these twelve guys are doing. There's no way you can control what these ten wrestlers are doing. If you have no control, you have no order. Without no order, how does that get anybody over? How does that you can't spot you can't put the spotlight on four or five guys. Imagine trying to put the spotlight on 10 or 12 wrestlers. It's been real fucking crazy. And I get it though. You know, they're trying to get everybody on the same show. We have a lot of talent at, and you know, with this promotion. And it's hard to get everybody in a two-hour um, TV show. But it's just hard to keep up with everything. Um, 
and I'm I know I've 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 been real uh, how do I say I've been real vocal about booking. Um, people say I'm not gonna and I'm not an expert. But I'm just a fan. Wins and losses shouldn't matter in wrestling, but I think in cases of Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, um, The Rock, Undertaker, Bret Hart. They gained credibility with the audience, and we believed in them because they won. You gain credibility with the wrestling audience by winning. Wins and losses do matter. Why are we going to root for somebody who loses every belt? How do you gain credibility if you don't win your matches? How do you get momentum if you're not winning your matches? I think that's something that uh, it's a lost cause right now. I know this new world of wrestling, they have, they have this mind state of, you know, if you had a good outing, if you're a good worker, if you, if you, you know, and I agree with that. If you, if you um, you know, you, you have a great showcase, and if you lose, fuck it. You're going to be back next week, and people are going to forget about that loss. They're going to remember how you performed. And I agree with that to a certain extent. But when you're trying to establish a star, when you're trying to establish somebody who's going to be a credible um, contender for any title you have, they have to have winning. They have to win. They have to show some dominancy. They have to. I don't give a fuck if they barely win. They have to show that they're um, capable of carrying your company. They have to have credibility. That's how you start getting these people to believe that they're unstoppable, that they're they're worth a damn. Um and it fucking still matters. That's how you built champions in the past. And I think that should still be applied with both companies right now. Um, and I get, you know, with Brian Cage, he came out with Taz a few weeks ago and looked dominant against a few guys. And he takes the L and they're not showcasing him anymore. How do you establish any, how do you even take a wrestler serious when he's not out there anymore? Um, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake, he was fucking dominant for a few weeks and you guys just run them off there's no momentum there either way if you wins or loses you guys have to create these characters and they have to be a mainstay on your program they have to show their face um what they're doing with mjf is fucking awesome the kid is a heel and the kid could deliver on the mic and he establishes his credibility he speaks facts he knows that he's undefeated he knows he's young and he knows he's good enough to be champion and he's gonna be around for maybe 20 years He's that damn good. He could do it, and his wrestling style will definitely um. How do I say this? His wrestling style complements him because he's not gonna be taking these crazy bumps like a lot of these guys do. Um, AEW right now too. They got to figure out their women's division. Um, I think they're trying to just learn on the fly, and that's great. You know, I'm not ugh, I'm not a wrestler at all, but. That's the bad thing about not having an NXT or not having a farm system, not having someone they could train um, and learn in front of a crowd and, you know, have someone someone there who could tell them what they're doing wrong. Um, it's crazy times right now. Um, I think they need to definitely 
have like a hard reset with their tag team with their with their women's division and now they want to have a tag team cup for the women's division and it's not going to happen it's not going to win anybody over and it's not because they're not they're not good at what they do they're just that season they're not tired they don't have good um they don't have good psychology they're not gonna um they're not good not saying they're not talented but they're not good at the in the position they're being put in these women wrestlers are not good. NXT, WWE, whole different story because they've worked with these people. They've had opportunities to get better in front of a crowd. Um, they have people around them who are putting them in the best position to get better, in best position that um that that's um catered to their strengths. Um, it's hard right now when you're learning that your weaknesses are being showcased in front of a fucking show that's being televised on primetime TV. It's real hard to do that. Um, I think we have had this conversation too. My guy Donez, and he's kind of right. AEW needs some type of booker. Needs someone to keep track of all these storylines. Um, especially with Adam Page and um, Kenny Omega, they're great tag team champions. But are we sacrificing their strong star quality for these tag team matches? I think Adam Page could be a star. I think Kenny Omega has been terribly underutilized. Um, in this first year run of AEW, he's a fucking star. Um, if you see what they did in New Japan with him, he was just him and dominant. Had some great fucking matches. Give him those great fucking matches. Let him show what we could do. It don't have to be these thirty fucking minute, um, these thirty minute uh, broadways. Just let him do what he does, and he'll be a great fucking star. Uh, one of the biggest disappointments so far in AEW has been the way they handled Kenny Omega. Um, I love what the inner circle is doing. I love Chris Jericho, what he's doing. I love Allen, um, Darby Allen. I love what they're doing with um, John Moxley. Kind of getting old, honestly. It's a little stale, but that's just because the fans aren't there. Um, and I think that's that's nothing too. We gotta deal with with a lot of um, wrestling storylines. Um, we forget that the, the fans ain't there right now. And I think everything that everybody's been had planned, we're not going to go with it right now because everything's on pop. Everything's about crowd um, reactions. And when you eliminate that, you eliminate a lot of um, excitement. You eliminate a lot of um, uh, the focal point of what wrestling's established on. And when it's not meant for this crowdless TV shows. It's more this... this um, this is not the way wrestling is meant to be, unfortunately. Um, and the same thing with WWE. Uh, we have to stop the 50-50 bookings. We're going to win one week, lose one week. It's real frustrating to watch. Um, I feel horrible for Drew McIntyre, great champion, doing what he's supposed to do. But with this pandemic, it's been, um, it's been how do I say this? It's been real challenging for him to, to get over with anybody when there's no one to get over for him. Um, the internet eats him up. The fans respect it, but this isn't the run that we thought he was going to have. It's so hard for someone to establish something when we have no crowd to fucking react to what he's doing. Um, you can't build a star at that. And I should probably say for AW, yeah, it's hard to build anybody right now when there's no one in the crowd determining if, this is, if we love this or we hate this. We just have a keyboard right now. Um, Raw Underground is something I'm really interested in. Um... I didn't like Shane McMahon talking during the match. This isn't no N1 tournament where the fucking MC is talking during the basketball game. I hate that shit. 
Um, we should definitely have a commentary, maybe a different commentary. Let's get somebody in there who's younger, who has a, a raw style. Um, and have Shane McMahon host it. That's cool with me. Uh, or have Shane McMahon on the fucking mic with somebody else in the in the in the in the booth. I'm cool with the two man group. Please give us a two man booth. I need that so bad. I'm so sick of these three man teams. Even if it was some old Joe and Shane McMahon, let's run with it. Let's give it a chance. It looks like these are gonna be shoot fights. They don't have it. They have a ring with no ropes, no turnbuckles. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, we've seen a different side of Eric from the Vikings on there. We've seen this new guy that they um, brought up from NXT. He's on there. It was a dominant performance. And we have um, the Hurt Business. Now with MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and uh, Bobby Lashley. I'm real interested in what we could do. I like when we do new things that are against the grain. Let's keep doing that. Let's establish that. Um... We shall see what happens. Love wrestling so much, man, but just disappointed sometimes because it's so hard to, uh, who am I supposed to root for? You know what I mean? I'm not, it's just back in the day we had winners, we had losers, and we rooted for the winners, but it's hard when those two get mixed in, in and out so much. Um, I don't know. If you guys agree with me, let me know. Um, wrestling has been on the t fucking Tongue of the world recently with The Rock. Purchased the NFL. He joined a group and now he's one of the co-owners of the new XFL. Um, this is interesting. Uh, usually The Rock, every, anything he does, people are talking about. And um, I'm really excited to see what he does with this. Especially right now with the NFL going the way it's going down. Who knows if there's going to be an NFL season. Maybe he takes advantage of that. And somehow just figures out, figures out a way to make his league happen. Um... Shout out to the NBA. They haven't had a single COVID-19 case in that bubble. Um, how do you do that with the football team? Who knows? How do you do that with um, uh, baseball needs to get in that too? It's hard to do that with so many teams, but basketball has definitely made it happen. Um, I'm glad sport able, but look at that positive. We're talking about boxing earlier, to our wrestling. Now basketball and baseball are back. So happy that we have live sports back on the TV. Um, definitely shouldn't take away um, from what we have going on in the world right now. We have a lot of problems that we got going on. Um, we have a pandemic, and we could talk about how Congress isn't doing their job on both ends. We just want another you know month. We have we let unemployment benefits expire. Um, we had we we have a lot of needs right now with the hospital that are not being taken care of, and that's on both sides, y'all. Just Congress is supposed to be working for us, and when they don't get a deal that prevents us from getting what we need it's a problem um it's just crazy times um we'll see what happens man uh i hope everybody's being healthy right now unfortunately i know some people have died due to covid now and it breaks my heart man and it's real man it's really fucking real I have some friends came out on social media you know they've they been locked down with covid the last 14 days and i hope everybody um, mask up. It's not a conspiracy. Just do us, do what we gotta do as human beings, and protect each other. Wear your mask. Uh, social distance when you can. Um, stay away from those big groups. Twenty, twenty-five. We don't need that right now. Just be healthy, man. Um, take care of your family, and um, I hope everybody stays healthy. You guys, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. 
This is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Follow us on the STS Podcast, STS Podcast 661. Shout out to our sponsor for this week, Power Cabinets. They're our biggest for California. Remember, you can find them on Instagram, power underscore cabinets, and you can contact them at 661-340-0729 for all your custom and cabinet needs. We are out. This is the STS Podcast.